1: This program offers discussion and information on experiences of chronic and invisible illnesses. It should not be used for medical advice or as an alternative to advice from medical professionals. Welcome everybody. You're listening to Chronically Chilled on 3CR Community Radio. My name's Maurice and I'm joined in the studio with Mario. How are you doing today, Mario? I'm
0: going well, thanks, Maurice. How are you?
1: Good, good. Today is such an important show. We're talking about, uh, it's our radiothon. So uh, 3CR has an annual radiothon to keep our station alive. This year it's Fight for Your Mic, Uh, the theme 3CR has been around for over 40 years. It's such an integral part of our community. We have over 400 volunteers that come throughout the station. Uh, and to keep specifically our program alive, we're trying to raise $400 this year. Uh, we, so we would really appreciate your help in donating.
0: You can do that by calling the station which, Maurice, you've got the number for.
1: Yes, it's 94198377. Um,
0: You can go to the website, which is um, 3cr.org.au, or you can drop into the station. Um, When you do any of that, just mention our show's name, which is Chronically Chilled, um, and that money will be directed to our show. Um, The other way is we have set up a GiveNow page, which is at givenow.com.au, if you go there and search "chronically chilled," um, you should be able to find us, and you can donate online as well.
1: What we were wanting to talk about today was our experiences in in hospitals and uh, how that has been, how that affects our our, I guess, our emotions, or and how we've been. How we've been dealt with Mm -hmm. by, you know, an onslaught of medical team. My experience have been varied and over, especially over the last year and a half, it's actually been very tough uh, having my voice listened to. Uh, So I guess I just talking about that and our experiences, how have you found uh, dealing with a hospital and, you know, being a patient?
0: yeah so um my experience is you know i've got some complex stuff going on and it just seems like the more complex things you've got going on the bigger your medical team becomes yeah. and just trying to navigate that whole medical team and then the whole medical system and being able to kind of advocate for yourself and being able to be heard in that system. Mm. Um, I find it a really difficult thing that causes stress on top of kind of my okay. chronic illness or my disability. Yeah. So I find that it's just another layer to it. Mm. And people would think, oh, yeah, but hospitals where you need to be. And it's true. But walking into a hospital can be really anxiety-provoking. Um, I just thought, yeah, it would be good to kind of explore it tonight and kind mm. of just kind of discuss our experiences, but also just in general around what the medical system or how the medical resys- system responds?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I find I've found myself having a bit of an aversion towards the hospitals at the moment. I guess I'm very thankful that I've, you know, not been admitted for, you know, heart-related services over the year and a half. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, I've obviously had to go have checkups etc but I found found myself feeling a little bit disillusioned with the whole process Um, you know you're told you know at the the first, when you're first diagnosed, you're under this regimented system and, you you know, you get all your follow-ups and, you know, the health, the heart failure nurses, you know, constantly keep you on call, on dial, and, you know, you've got appointments kind of every two or three months, etc. So you're, you're very much looked after. And then once you're doing better, you kind of fall off the wheel a bit. So you're supposed to self-manage, mm-hmm. which obviously it, that's personal accountability and responsibility of course you know making sure your meds are all taken and follow ups etc um but i find that prolonged hospital stays which i've had plenty um with so many i guess doctors and sharing your story that many times you can it can leave you feeling really empty like running on empty because you've shared so much and yet now you got to do round two for the next round of nurses <laughs> that are doing their shift. Yeah. And it can be really daunting. And having no advocate, sometimes I felt a little bit like the child, even though I'm an adult. I felt really like I was talked to like mm. a child and not talked with as an adult, you know, in yeah. uh, as in this is my... Medical treatment plan. Um, I felt more this is what you should be doing, XYZ. There you go, off you go. And there was no consultation progress, uh, you know, consultation with me. And there, mm-hmm. I felt really unheard. And yeah. it, it actually made me have that aversion to the hospitals. I mm-hmm. felt really disempowered, like yeah. they were not listening to how I felt. Um, and yeah, that's why I, I've actually just been seeing a GP who I really trust and I have, you know, the utmost confidence in her that she's going to be able to, to give me, you know, that sound as a sounding board to be able to go, okay, yeah, I know this is a a sucky situation, but Mm -hmm. let's get through it. And, you know, she kind of crunched it down into little manageable blocks um but yeah hospital visits can be really daunting for people especially with a chronic illness that are like a frequent flyer in and out so and
0: and i guess what you just touched on was that whole there's a big power imbalance between patient and doctor and i think that doctors are trying to address some of that and kind of are starting to realize that that but i still think it's there um and depending on who you are as well like um, my mum for example she had to take me as a child to to hospital visits and to doctors and stuff and she didn't know any English they didn't get any interpreters for her you know that kind of stuff and I think there are certain members of the community who would get listened to less I think I actually have a lot of privilege where I can kind of ask questions and I am generally kind of heard but that whole power imbalance and you know having to repeat your story and feeling like you've been done to. So Mm. it doesn't feel like you're being walked with. It kind of just like, this is what you need to do. We know the best thing for you and you just need to listen to us. And it's kind of behind that, I think, is a message of if you get sick, it's kind of your fault because you should have just done what we did. Or you should have just did what we kind of told you to do, Mm. you know. So it's really bloody daunting to to kind of um, enter that system and have multiple people speaking to you, asking you the same questions. There's nothing worse when I see a doctor coming to me who I've never met before Mm. because I know it's going to be about 20 minutes asking questions that I'm just like, read the file, it's all there. There's a whole history on the computer, just read it. Mm. Um, But it just, yeah, that kind of stuff is really problematic to me and it's exhausting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. the The sharing of the story, um, it it can be really quite daunting, especially if in your head you just want to feel in in inverted commas normal, mm. you know. Sharing that story multiple times, it kind of gets ingrained. Like, yes, there is something wrong with me. Not, I know physically, yes, and that's why I'm here, but it kind of you take on almost that illness in the an emotional sense, like because it's the illness has almost become part of you. Yeah. Um yeah, for, for quite a long time I considered myself that cardiomyopathy Maurice. I didn't see myself as just Maurice. It yeah. just became I was the illness. Yes. And it, it that honestly was almost like having a hunchback on me because it was constantly dragging me down. I was was the heart failure patient, Maurice. I knew my hospital number, you know, off the top of my head. You know, for somebody to know their hospital ID, it, you know, is Mm. quite daunting. And, you know, I used to make the nurses laugh because they'd whenever they'd give me meds, I'd be like, yeah, this is what my ID number is, you know, because they have to do the check mm. before they give you any medication. And they'd all laugh and I'd be like, yeah, I'm a frequent flyer here, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And so it, I kind of took on that whole
0: I, It became illness? your identity, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> because the way you tell – telling a story can sometimes be really therapeutic, mm. but the, the way you tell your story in the medical system – It's very much from a deficit point of view. Yes. And the other thing is they kind of ask you about all the crap things that have happened in your life. (laughs) Rather than actually looking at ways that you've been managing your (laughs) illness really well or whatever, it kind of takes this approach of, okay, you're sick, tell me all the bad stuff, (laughs) and once you've done that, I'll just fix it. So it takes the agency away and then, yeah, puts you in a position where you're you're just a sick person. There's no forming of any other Mm. kind of story about you
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely and then i i guess being in in hospital for so long and for long periods as well you know the amount of information that you're given as well it can be really daunting to separate what is i guess not factual information but what really needs to be Given to the patient, and what can be utilized to to help as well. Mm. Um, I guess in in my instance is, is that I I didn't feel part of the consultation process. Um, and obviously, I'm no doctor. I don't have a medical degree, but mm. you know, I felt at some point I was not being listened to in the terms of my medical treatment. How I wanted to 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 progress um and i didn't feel listened to i had no advocate Mm -hmm. i felt very much like the child you know being told off by an adult i kind of felt really lost in that system and you know doctors do not like to be um told or you know they don't they don't like to be challenged, mm. I should say. They don't like when you say, oh, I'm going to get a second opinion because their opinion is godlike. So, yes. yeah, I have noticed that when I have challenged a few of my doctors um, that they they certainly don't like your the stance and they, they do very much treat you a little bit differently after that.
0: Yeah, and for you to actually say that part about... Um, I actually don't agree with what you're saying that takes a lot of courage because there's no space usually made for that in the first place. Mm. So the doctor doesn't, I mean, my, I've got doctors that do, so I'm very, very lucky, Mm. but I know that for a lot of people, the experience is you don't have a space to kind of say where doctors don't say, what do you think about it? You know, does this feel okay? You know, that kind of stuff. So um for you for for someone to kind of say actually i don't agree with what mm. you're saying i think what you're saying is just going to make me feel worse mm. um that's that's a huge act of bravery f- as far as i'm concerned um because you're taking on a whole someone who you know has got a lot of power mm. and even the way kind of they i'm thinking when i've been admitted they stand over you you know the whole just and they're probably not even aware what they're doing a lot of the times, but there's a whole kind of dynamic that happens.
1: Yes, and it's very hierarchical as yeah. well. Um, yeah, I, I noticed this straight away. Like I'm just drawing on a story when I had said that I didn't want a pacemaker at that time. You know, I, it, I, was, I said it to, to one of the specialists and, like, almost maybe three hours later, they brought in four more people. And I had four big head honchos, you know. And I felt very intimidated, very isolated. I didn't have, you know, anybody mm. sitting next to me too. Mm. So I felt very much, mm. like, pressured to to having, you know, an, uh, a, a yeah. device put inside my body, which I was so adamantly refusing at that point to to have put in yes I know it may have improved my health at that point but you know I will tell you hand to God one month after they put in my defibrillator it did not improve my ejection fraction Mm. at that stage so I was really pissed off I didn't want to have the scar I didn't want to have a visible sign that I was sick you know, I, I know all of these things are just purely cosmetic, and it might have been all in my head. But you know, these were my concerns, and for me, they're valid. I, you know, I deserve to be heard. Yeah. Um. You and know, especially going through a medical system where you don't know. You know, your heart is such a, a delicate. You know, it keeps you alive. But you know, I, I wanted to be heard. That's all. Yeah. I'm yeah. just
0: imagining that whole thing of like, you said one thing to the doctor that he didn't like. So then he brought, like, reinforcements. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That whole thing like is just...
1: <laughs> bringing in stormtroopers. <laughs> that, that
0: whole thing is just, yeah, it exactly goes to what we've been talking about. Um, we're going to take a bit quick break and we'll be back in just a bit.
1: 3CR needs you. Fight for your mic and donate to 3CR's annual Radiothon. 3CR Radiothon 2018, fight for your mic. Radio
0: Radiothon starts June 4th. Welcome back to 3CR. Um, you're tuned in to Chronically Chilled. Um, just another reminder that this is our Radiothon show. Um, It's Radiothon Month at 3CR, um, which is a time of year where we raise money to keep the station going and also to keep our show going. So you can donate by calling the station.
1: On 419-419-8377.
0: Thank you for that.
1: (laughs) Or you can drop into the station uh, during business hours Monday to Friday, 9am till 5pm.
0: And when you do that, when you call or drop in, just mention Chronically Chilled um, because we've got a target of $400 that we um, are trying to meet by the end of the month so your support is very much appreciated. Um, The other way that you can donate is we've got a Give Now page which is via the website givenow.com.au. If you go to that you can search 3CR um, and also you can search Chronically chilled. Um, and you should be able to find our page, and you can donate through that as well. So,
1: and just remember, all donations are over two dollars are tax deductible.
0: So, yes, your support is very much appreciated.
1: Yeah, it keeps our our program alive. For me, this is this uh, being able to share our stories has been such a cathartic way of being able to come to terms of having a chronic illness especially an invisible one Um, I've really struggled with that over you know since we came on the radio I I was in so much trepidation in 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 actually talking about that I had a heart condition I really didn't want anybody to know and now now that I'm you know we've had this program for quite a few months it's it's actually such a blessing to be able to say you know I'm talking about an illness that nobody would ever guess that I ha- have and that my experience, you know, does matter and you know how how we can kind of I guess dissimulate the prejudices people have in terms of of a chronic illness or being sick, mm-hmm. you know, uh we've talked about this so many times that you know illness does not mean you know, being in a wheelchair, etc. cetera, yeah. you know, it can uh, strike you at any time. And, you know, for us, it's a heart condition that you can't see. And, yeah. you know, having a platform to be able to talk about it is so important. So really appreciate any donations that you can give to the station yeah. to keep our program.
0: Um, the other thing we didn't mention is just how supportive this place is and just how welcoming it welcoming it is to people communities um so you know to to come to a place and be to be given an opportunity like this it's a huge deal and it just kind of speaks to what 3cr is about
1: absolutely mm. the support and the the amount of connections that uh, we've made mm. uh, being part of this radio station is limitless um and yeah it, to keep the this community funded radio station alive um, you know is is such a a blessing and yeah any donations you have would be greatly appreciated
0: cool um I, I I've been trying to think of a way to transition back to our conversation before the break <laughs> and I don't think there's any kind of smooth way to do it um, but we were talking about the experiences of hospital yeah. and just kind of managing that whole medical system medical model um and just how difficult that can be Mm. um and we were kind of talking about how often you feel like you're not being heard and that you're kind of being told what to do rather Mm. than kind of working together and kind of having that kind of relational approach Mm. and it's interesting because um there are doctors out there who are trying to kind of push for a more relational approach to working with patients and working with people and just how hard people have or those people are finding it to kind of get people engaged with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have seen in the recent past ads on TV, talk to your GP, having a great GP Mm. makes all the difference. And and Absolutely, I 100% agree with that. I I have a fantastic GP who I'm able to be extremely honest with and have a very good uh, relationship with in terms of being able to tell her how I feel. Uh, And I think, don't quote me on this, but people that have a good working relationship with their GP are less likely to end up in hospital or sick Mm -hmm. because it can be, uh, I guess, Prevented, or you know, all those incidental things. Um, I guess you and I both have quite a number of, you know, medical staff, you know, all integrated. I think the communication within that also needs to be really top notch as well. That they can, uh, that they can all communicate well with each other to also reflect what the patient us is feeling Mm. um sometimes that we can get lost in that system because they all do these things without us and it's just a consultation process that we get okay this is what is recommended and xyz this is what you need to do Mm. and i i don't doubt the medication side of things is you know what is required obviously we we obviously take our medication because that keeps our Mm. heart pumping etc but sometimes I think we can get lost in the system because simply because we have an ongoing illness Mm. if that makes sense sometimes if you just have a once-off and you're a you know you're in the system in and out they're you know, regulated just for that that minute. But because you're chronic, it it sometimes you can get lost in there because mm. there's just so many. Yeah, things. and
0: it's and it's all compartmentalized, right? So you go to one person for one particular thing, then you go to another person for one other thing. Like it's not connected. It's not kind of a systemic approach where it mm. looks at the total kind of person. Mm. Um, and with that, like there's no communication between people, and you know that kind of stuff. And um I've said it before but I just I mean I feel like having a heart condition in terms of a hospital setting I think there's privilege in that because we really um it's generally a pretty socially accepted illness to have but you know we spoke about mental illness last show and just how difficult that system is for someone who is experiencing mental illness and being believed and being able to kind of speak for themselves and stuff and then there are other illnesses like fibromyalgia, where I've heard people kind of say their doctors are just telling them that they're making things up, you know. Mm-hmm. So that you know, it's it's not the same experience for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to acknowledge that there are kind of um, conditions or illnesses or disabilities out there that this it makes it even harder. Oh because, yeah. Because you know you're often not believed in. Or being challenged and kind of you know that kind of stuff.
1: Mm. Yeah, and where you have to be the advocate for yourself, then and that can be really daunting. You're all already behind the eight ball, um, so yeah, having an advocate in your corner or somebody that's able to to speak on your behalf to really push for somebody to 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 believe in you to mm. to give you that support. Um, so I guess, you know, it may start with having a really good GP. Um, you know, you don't have to go to a local GP, find somebody that you have a connection with that you can really share Mm. your experiences with and that can get you the the right help. Um, I, as I said, I'm very fortunate. Um, and in terms of where I managed in, in hospital, they have been largely great and Mm -hmm. I have felt very cared for um but i think because now it's been a year and a half since i've had a hospital visit which is fantastic i'm not complaining but um you know that whole you're expected now to to be very mm. self-manage outside of where outside of that whole in between visits mm. um and yeah that can be a bit daunting still mm. yeah
0: and that's a thing because we can both kind of say that our experiences have been okay but i guess the point is we can still feel that kind of about power stuff and that feeling of not being listened to and heard even though we've had also good experiences so um
1: yeah absolutely it's not we're not going to tick every box every time it's not going to be you know I don't think anybody in the planet is going to say having a hospital visit is mm-hmm. fantastic. You know, the food's not great.
0: <laughs> the waiting, the, the waiting. waiting. Yeah, the waiting around um yeah, yeah there's going to the doctor's going to come in in half an hour. Well, they're I'm doing
1: like, rounds, they'll be yeah. they'll see you shortly. And you know, you can be waiting, you know, hours for a test result or something and you have to wait. Till the, the doctor comes around again to, yeah. to get the results, you know, because, mm. you know, there's only certain people that can share the results with you. Or, yeah. You know, so if you're in a hospital and you're going to be there for a couple of days, it can be really frustrating. Mm. Um, yeah, so... And,
0: and just what do you, like, just finding things to do with yourself, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I've got visitors and I've got a partner and all that stuff. Um, but even still, it's kind of just, you're just sitting there waiting, but not knowing when things are going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's, I call it hospital time. It's (laughs) just, you might as well not even just tell me a time because that's just going to get my hopes up. (laughs) And then I know that you're not going to kind of stick to it. Okay. Um, we've come to the end of the show. Um, so thank you for listening. Um, You can check out our Twitter, which is at chilled underscore 3CR. Um, I'm going to put up all the details uh, about Radiothon and how you can donate to our show and to 3CR in general to keep us going. Um, So we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.